0: Everybody and welcome back to Across Areas Productions' very own Longbow Hunters The Arrow podcast. That podcast that's dedicated to covering DC Entertainment and the CW's hit superhero television series, Arrow, and of course, all things Green Arrow. I'm your host, Michael J. Petty, and with me is my good friend and super soldier mercenary co host,
1: Woo S. Kim, live from Gotham City. It's Christmas with Arrow. Yeah. And, and now let's introduce our Emerald Archer, The Arrow.
0: Oh, my God. Um, Is
2: that me? That's that's you. Who are you? I'm Dan, the host. Dan Schmidt, the host of the regular Across the Airways podcast. Got an executive producer of this show.
1: Yes. And cool. also one of the hosts of, of DC Nation.
2: Yes. Yes, that I do with Michael.
1: Yes. I think this should be called Long Nation Part 2.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Um. So what are we covering today, gentlemen?
0: Well... On this week's episode we're going to be covering the second part of the Arrow Season 2 mid-season finale entitled Three Ghosts. We're going to finish up Blood Rush much to um much to Woo's joy and of course we'll cover this week's DC Universe Easter eggs. Yeah. And
2: yeah. the next part of Smallville Alien Whoops, Wrong Show. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: that's the wrong, yeah. that's the wrong show. Yes. But we do <laughs> but we do reference Swan Technology and Research.
2: Yes, we do. Yes.
1: I'm still so, I'm still calling it that until they tell me what star means in this universe.
0: I'm sure it's what it means in the regular universe, probably.
1: Okay, um, who was this episode written by, Michael?
0: Uh, the episode was well, the story for this episode was by Greg Berlanti and Andrew Cressberg, whereas the teleplay was directed or was directed was by Jeff Johns and Ben.
1: Sokolowski.
0: Sokolowski, thank you, and it was directed by John Bring. They're going to kill you with
2: those names.
1: Yes, they do that that on purpose for Michael.
2: I've been practicing.
1: You made made Guggenheim mad in your interview, so you know what? You get to say long names and long names for the writers now. Good on you. you. I
0: didn't make Guggenheim (laughs) mad. As far as you know.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He still talks to me, so there is... That's why we didn't get that second interview right now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: We tried a second interview. No, we did not try a second interview. No,
1: no EBR. I'm doing the show right now. Oh yeah, EBR is with me right now. Am right.
0: Yeah.
1: As far as as far as you know, speaking of EBR, Barry, please save my friend.
0: Yes. Well, we pick up obviously where we left off in the last episode, where Felicity is begging Barry Allen, her kind of sort of. Boy toy right now, yes. to save her yeah. other kind of sort of boy toy Oliver Queen.
1: She has a lot of boy toys.
0: She does. Yeah. Possibly least...
1: Diggle as well in the yeah, possible
0: yeah. Yes. Um. The real mastermind uh, behind Team Arrow, Felicity Smoak. Yeah. Yes. Um.
1: Here's yes. the here's the thing about this opening. I like how we just get right get right into it and they... Um. I love Barry's checklist thing. There could be three things wrong with him. There could be two things wrong with him.
0: Yep, and then this is what's wrong. Yeah.
1: At all. Yes. Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff. They ba- they basically say his his blood's turning into maple syrup. It's, it's becoming thicker and thicker and thicker. I'm I'm assuming that that's part of the chemical to make you stronger.
2: Probably, well, sounds painful to me.
0: I don't know. The only thing about that is, is he was injected with two serums, but they never found out what it was, which means we don't know if it's that super soldier thing. Because well, well yeah, Z- that's
1: one thing that we didn't cover last week. Like, what? I mean, the and now that I'm thinking about it, the syringe inside wasn't green, right? So, so what? Well, yeah. So maybe he, maybe it was a green... maybe
2: it was something else that was lying around the facility because yeah. wasn't it a medical yeah. warehouse? Yep. So maybe it was just something else. So
1: Barry just happened to know to know what it was. Good on you, Barry.
2: Well, he is supposed to be a scientist, right? Yeah. Yep.
1: A, very a
2: genius, maybe.
1: A, 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 sci- a scientist that, that works that works in your local mall that works at the Gap. Great. He looks like he dresses at the Gap. I'm sorry. Well,
2: that's true. Yeah.
1: Was, uh, um, we. we do you understand Oliver why he was so pissed at publicity?
0: I understand him, but I, at the same time, I felt he ca-
2: should have been kind of grateful at least. Yeah. Well, I feel <laughs> like it was more of a thing where it was like more people that know about my secret, the more people are in danger. Right. So I felt like he's like, you put this innocent kid in danger. Yeah. What the heck were you thinking?
1: And he does bring up a good point. He did, like, do a lot of background checks on both Felicity and Diggle before he revealed himself.
0: Well, he didn't really do one on Felicity at all. He kind well,
2: of just a- in her car.
1: Well, he knew Well, he knew he could trust Felicity.
2: Right. Yeah, and she worked at his company.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, they had many interactions before, like, he revealed himself. Like, he's, like, that's the thing with Barry. He he hasn't ab- a Barry even before any of this stuff happened. Yeah. Plus, plus off the record show, he was almost about to die. And right before he died, he saw, he saw a very, very beautiful shadow.
2: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So I can understand him being agitated, but I'm with, I I am with you, Michael. He should have at least said thank you, which he never did. Right. With the record show. He never said thank you to Barry.
0: Uh, It was almost like Barry was the one who said thank you when he made him the math. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's interesting. But. The nineteen
1: ninety four film with Jim Carrey?
0: Yeah yeah, I actually really like that movie, so
1: <laughs> Yes, Jim Carrey be the Riddler on Arrow. That could work. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs>
1: yes. Um Um Thea Roy and Sin the Not Teen Titans.
0: Right. The Not Teen Titans. Well, when Oliver gets home after his mom calls him from the Arrow Cave or texts. Ver-
1: which is very convenient by the way.
0: It, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this later. I have to go home.
1: That was the one thing about that scene that was really weird. Like, of all the things to, like, break the scene of, really, a, a text from uh, Moira.
0: Right. We find out that Thea has been locked in her room all day, and the reason is because her and Sin are taking care of Roy, who had just been shot by Arrow the night before. Yes. Yeah. And,
1: and how good is the Queen cons- the queen in security if you don't see th- three... L- Three twenty-somethings, like, walking around on your grounds, one of them is like an arrowhead stuck to their leg.
0: Well, let's be honest, Thea probably paid them off. Yeah, probably.
1: Kay. You get free drinks at Verdon.
0: Right. Yes. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um,
3: uh,
1: I, I love the fact that Oliver's the one stitching him up after he's
2: the one that actually did it. But then, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's movies. irony. Carver comes back to bite you in the ass there,
0: and and I do think that in this scene, I think I think you can see it through Mel's face that Oliver does feel sorry for what he did to Roy.
2: Yeah, it was a kind of a rash move, even he. Yeah, I think he was ticked off at the time when he did it. Yeah, yeah,
0: it wasn't even because of Roy necessarily. It was just because. And
1: and here's a little bit more guilt to, for what happens later on to Roy, which we'll get to.
2: Right. Well, and the other thing is, like, Thea's reaction to it. He yeah. did kind of, you know, upset his sister. And, and I know that's something he doesn't want to do.
1: And we'll get, the, we'll talk about Thea just, Thea just in a second, because there's, there's going to be a lot of things coming up for Thea, I think, in the, the second half.
2: But, did not this scene kind of have this whole, like, um, like, confessing to dad kind of scenario? Yeah.
1: this moment Where it?
2: he's like, I did this, yeah, well, that, and, and, you know, I did, he, the vigilante must have done this for a reason, if he did this.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, and and really, like, Thea doesn't really understand the Vigilante. She was never really, like, a fan of the Vigilante. And you need at least one character that's like that in this series. After, right. after Laurel got saved by, by Arrow, by, 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 what, by what's happened with Detective Blades, you need somebody that's, like, on the side of good that really doesn't like the Arrow.
0: Right, right. Well, and kind of at that point right now, but she's way too messed up to make a difference either way.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true, that's true. What I mean by the not Teen Titans, I mean, I mean, you guys probably know this better than I, Oliver doesn't really like the idea of a Teen Titans in the comics, does he?
0: I don't know if he necessarily doesn't like it, I just don't think he wants Roy to constantly be involved in it. Quaney,
2: I don't think he likes not having super, uh, adult supervision.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, I only watched a couple episodes of the Teen Titans, but I don't. Well, you know, I don't even think Oliver was on that series, was he?
0: No, none of the mentors were.
1: Yeah, no. but, but Batman
0: was mentioned multiple times, but he never even appeared.
1: Yeah, but I think he did appear in like one episode. Did he? Didn't he? appear in the pilot's?
0: no he appeared in one of the comics that tied into the show but he never actually appeared okay
1: but what i mean by that is a lot of the mentors are like lukewarm especially especially superman like a lot of the mentors are like very like off putting to the idea of
2: a junior justice league that and well superman has someone who has a lack of experience well, and, with sidekicks.
1: Well, right. and, well, and also like the whole idea of like, uh, like my, I, I don't know which one of you guys said uh, lack of adult supervision. I mean, this is not yeah. like this is not like an after-school project you guys are doing. Like you guys well, are going up against, you know, really bad people.
0: Well, and that's the difference between the Teen Titans and say the Young Justice team because with the Young Justice team, they do have adult supervision. They are a subsidiary right. of the Justice League. They do have those people watching over them all the time and giving them their missions and such and can bail them out if they need to. With the Teen Titans, though, it's more of an independent thing where they're almost... It's almost kind of like a teenage rebellion thing, but yeah. they are for yeah. the right reasons. Yeah. So either way, I mean, both the Teen Titans and Young Justice are both good. Just one has a supervision and one does not.
2: Yeah. Well, it's also a different scenario when it's your sister out there, too.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. And I think the heroes would have a different philosophy, if it was their own flesh and blood.
3: Yeah.
1: And the kind of what we see in you know, Justice League Unlimited with Kalo and Kara. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I I think this would be more of a young, the young Justice thing, more than more than a Teen Titans thing, because like you said, the reason why like a lot of the main Justice League heroes are not on board with this is because like we're not watching over you twenty four seven, and this is not like this isn't training. You're actually going up against really really yeah. bad people.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, and that's why Oliver, and going back to Ariel, this is why Oliver's like, like saying to like those three kids, I'm calling them kids, but that's why he says to the kids, maybe you should like, you know, take a step back.
2: Well, and also he realizes that island changed him. He's never going to be that same fun-loving person again. Yeah. And I don't think he wants them to lose that innocence.
3: Yeah.
1: And kids being kids, they disregard Oliver, and yeah. go, go off looking for Max again. Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: But I think Roy's gonna learn his lesson here. Will Come he, over the next couple of weeks.
1: Well, he better get zapped with refined kryptonite. I'm sorry, yeah. that's what it looks like to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The thirteen ghosts of, of Oliver Queen. Oh. Actually,
2: there's only three. Yes. Where, uh, where was the Vincent Price look-alike?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, uh, you could have gotten Vincent Price on the show, that would have been awesome. No, he was the doctor. He was the doctor that couldn't hold the gun in this episode, remember?
2: Right, yeah. exactly.
1: Okay, ghost number one. Uh, lovely Miss Shadow. Lovely Miss Shadow.
2: Well, who was surprised to see who get killed? <laughs> this, this episode was
0: painful for Shadow fans, mainly with... Yes.
1: Um, I, I have to say this, I, wa- well, ob- obviously we kind of got that in the League of Shadows or the League of Assassins episode earlier this season, that Shadow had been killed.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. I just didn't think it was going to be this soon.
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be this soon either. And where they put it
2: in the episode too.
0: Right. Exactly. Like, you didn't, Why
2: be- we- oh, go go ahead then. I just always assumed that Shadow, they assumed Shadow was dead because she is a big character in the comics. Right. So I, I never really thought they killed her off. But again, they still might have not killed her off because yeah, and who knows? They thought, could
1: they could bring Shadow
2: back. Yep. Yeah, because we thought another character was dead. And obviously, he's not dead. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, may, may, I mean, maybe sl- maybe Slade took Shadow's body somewhere. That's oh,
0: impossible. Possible, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, not like, I mean, kind of in the same way of like Raza Ghul and Jason Todd. Yeah. And then, and then she could fit the more, like, the more classic version of Shadow that we all know.
0: Well, and then she could have always gone to the League of Assassins and been trained there.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Or,
2: or she could have been brought back in the same way Malcolm Merlin was.
1: But, but, uh, but what I love about this ghost scene, though, is we do find the origin of the Hood. The, yeah, why he why he wears it? We do find out that it's. I I think it's very, very safe to assume that the original hood, the one we see him wear in the pilot, is the Face.
0: Well, yeah. I think he I think he even the hood that you see him wear now is Arrow. I think he just incorporated what he was wearing on the island into that. Well, but, well, he,
1: yeah, but well yeah, but I'm just saying on the, in the pilot episode that was the Face.
0: Well right and the one he wears now yeah.
1: is. But it's more, it's more of like a tactical gear more than, more than what, yeah. Well,
2: Batman I think left. he modified it. I think yeah, it's the same that's part. what I'm saying. Like, yeah.
1: Like, well, I mean, it's very similar to like Batman. Batman wears, wears the cowl of a bat because Bat's friend him. He, he wears this hood to honor his second father and one of the loves of his life.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And I and I love finally after like a season and a half we get that explanation. Um. Here's here's my question for you, and we'll get into this later. It's I think it's very clear to at least at this point Shadow is a ghost. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, what I say was slayed later. Oh, uh, that's yeah.
2: I got a good response to that. Do you uh, want me to give it now or Okay,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Um, Ollie and Dig doing the surveillance. I don't know. I why I'm t- talking like this, man.
0: I liked this a lot actually, because it not only gave some something for Diggle to do, but it showed Oliver that he he can't do everything on his own. That he has a t- right. for a reason, and I liked that a lot. Yeah. And it showed Diggle the same thing because. Without Oliver's escape, he would not have gotten out of there. He would have been dead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. yeah. Ollie, I hum- thought
2: he broke his arm though.
1: Oliver's hung over on Red poison, which is what Barry used to save him. <laughs> He's hung over on rat poison.
0: Right. So I, I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was really good.
1: Yes. All we're missing is Oliver and the car singing, "We're the two best friends that anyone can have." Oh no. <laughs> That's a Hangover reference for those of you who are not familiar. Um, Yes. I love the whole crosswords box line. (laughs)
2: Um, Yep.
0: I wonder how many of those uh, Diggle's beaten while waiting for Oliver. Yes. He he probably has,
1: like, Sudoku on his, like, Samsung or his Nexus tab.
2: Yeah. Next thing he's going to be doing is playing Candy Crush.
1: Yes. Fun game, by the way. Fun game. Um, Yes. Um... Dick goes into, um, what's the character? Gold's apartment, Cyrus Gold's apartment, and he finds a poem. And Michael, you, you're you much more, and I'm not meaning this in a negative way, you're much more, of a, a much more spiritual man than I. Is that legit? The whole Solomon Grundy born on Monday?
0: It actually is a nursery run. Okay. I'm not, really? Uh, that, I'm not, yes, it actually does exist.
1: Yeah, I'm not familiar. That's why I asked.
0: It was written uh, by Jane, and I'm and I am looking this up right now. But I already knew it existed. I am looking up the uh, the words. It was written by James Orchard Halliwell and published in 1842 with the lyrics: Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, christened on Tuesday, married on Wednesday, took ill on Thursday, grew worse on Friday, died on Saturday, buried on Sunday." That was the end of Solomon Grundy. So
1: we're going to see some deleted scenes on the Blu-ray of what happened on Wednesday?
0: I hope so. I yes. want to see them. Oh, no.
1: And Brother, Blood, <laughs> and, Brother just... and Brother Blood was officiating the the marriage of Cy- Cyrus Gold and Joanna.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to get him a pair of pants for the wedding.
3: Yes. That, was, that is where Joanna is.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. But, but yeah, but yes, to, to answer your question again, yes, that, that is a real poem.
1: I really Don loved
2: it. Run, you want Joanna too.
0: <laughs>
1: because, <laughs> Penny, because Penny don't like her.
2: Exactly.
1: Um, um, I loved how all these fight scenes in this episode were shot. They were like the anti-League of Assassins fights where you don't really see what's going on really quick and dirty. Almost Bourne series, Dan. In terms well, of look, the yeah. shot.
2: Well, I mean, Solomon Grundy—we all know he fights slow, yeah. yeah, slow and brutal. Yeah, and this, I think, slowing the pace down really helped capture the brutality of how he fights. But also yes.
1: speeding it up too, because we don't really see a lot. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you. I mean, I wasn't sure if he broke Dicko's arm or not. Doesn't really matter in the long run because he got away. But right. you
2: just felt the pain he felt. Oh yeah. When that went down, and then. Later on with Lance and Hilton, yeah, and you're
0: definitely right, Wu. It felt a lot like Bourne Yeah, um,
1: the well, that's
2: what they wanted to go for from the beginning. Yeah, Bamford said that's one of the things he used, good, inspiring a lot of the fight scenes.
1: Yeah, that's- well, especially in this one, like it's less like, like you know, Matrixy like martial arts, and much more of a quick, quick fight, like quick, quick punch, punch thing, which actually seems more realistic to me. If it was I like agree. a real fight, it wouldn't look like that choreographed, like in a Matrix fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, the, the return of the Laurel and Thea relationship when Sin and, Sin and Thea go to Laurel. This was nice.
3: Yeah. I thought,
1: well, it, was, I thought it was nice. Give something for well, Laurel to do, too, in this episode.
2: Well, Laurel's always been kind of the mentor to the younger characters within the Green Arrow universe. She's mom. Yeah, I mean, really, she is.
1: I mean, in the comics, like, like Mia considers her mom.
0: I mean, so does Roy. He, she was the only one around when he went through his drug addiction, and she was the only one who took care of him.
1: I hope we see this from Katie Cassidy. I really do.
2: A lot of good... I think it's a better way for a character to go than what we're getting right now. I agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, like I said last season, this is the... Laurel's relationship with Thea is basically what what Laurel never got to do with Sarah. Like, yeah. Like, which could be interesting later down the line. But but Laurel also gets a bouquet of flowers from a certain alderman. I love the I love the pun in the flowers too. Thought that was funny. Yeah. Do you need an alderman to go shopping Christmas shopping with. Oh my gosh.
2: He's such a creeper. Yeah,
1: he yeah, he is. But in a, but in the real in the real world, he could seem like a very no, normal, nice guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know what's behind the map. Well,
1: he, well isn't that the? what well, not that the basis for almost every DC villain?
0: That's pretty true.
1: Well,
2: he seems <laughs> like he's from Smallville. Yeah. Michael, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean,
0: and and of everyone loved Black Luther before he went crazy.
1: Oh, them. you mean James Morrison's brother? Alderman. <laughs> yeah. He still looks like James Mars to me. I don't know. Maybe they are related somehow. Um. Yeah, but, but he
2: has a Rosebud vibe. But Collum, just, the reason the
1: reason why Thea and Sin go to Laurel is they're trying to track down Max because again he did t- um donate blood for money, blood for money. That and no, I did not mean to make a punch just then. Um
3: Hey. Oh,
1: yes. And but the then Laurel says she'll look into it, which she does later. Um they they say they do they, later in the later in the Queen of State Laurel does mention to like the the not young just the the not young justice that Max did deliver blood, but they also did a psych evaluation on him. Which I donated blood. No one ever gave me a psych evaluation.
0: Yeah, and and like they said, I'm not so sure if it's legal. Yeah. That doesn't make but what do, when does that matter? Well, maybe he DC was a test universe?
2: subject. Maybe that's why they did it. He was a test test subject. Yeah. To, to see if he could handle the formula.
1: And when a, a, a city's crumbling or crumbled, people people look over like the little nuances of, do people give psych evaluations when they get blood?
0: Yeah, but even so, if someone's giving blood, I mean, just because you're crazy doesn't mean you can't give blood and your blood isn't useful. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, no. that makes sense. Not even just from a legal standpoint, but from a like logic standpoint, it doesn't make sense.
1: I would like to see. I would like to see, or uh, like, have some explanation of why who is being chosen and why. Cyrus is pretty. Cyrus and the the mayor are pretty obvious. Why they want them? Right. But why? Why just this random kid that looks like looks like the guitarist from Alice in Chains? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Cuz no, they thought no one would notice if he was gone.
1: Maybe he's a man in a box. Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, or- Arrow goes to Lance. I lo- I lo- I love yes. it. I love I love it when Oliver's in the car, Felicity call for backup on it. Yes. Classic DC to me.
0: And I really liked how when he went to Lance, he, he sees Slade in the background, and he's kind of just staring. Lance is like, what is going on?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And he goes, I've been compromised. Because I totally thought that meant in the trailer that his identity was found out by someone. And I'm glad that that's what it was.
2: Yeah. Guy. I, lo- I, lo- I thought that shot of him up on the building was really cool. Co- yeah. How they well, did anytime it. Anytime
1: yeah. you can get heroes on rooftops, it's cool. Or villains. Yeah. But but I love the, I love this in the same way I love Dan Turpin talking to Superman or Jim Gordon talking to Batman. I was like I was like the the private combos on rooftops. It's so yeah. DC to me.
2: But but should Oliver specify it a little more like, you know, go in with the SWAT team. Don't go in like by yourself. But again, he doesn't know how strong
1: the- Cyrus actually is because he didn't really fight him that much.
2: Well and I guess I guess Arrow didn't have time to explain because he had a vision, and it kind of threw him off. Yeah, and also, Basically. and
1: also, this seems a little far fetched unless you've actually seen it and dealt with it.
0: Yeah. Like, and it'd go in with a SWAT team too.
1: Like even Lance, like even says oh, later, kind like, of. That, like even Lance says later, like, well, not later in that scene, with they like, that that's impossible. That's not that's not possible. Right. Until he sees what he does, he does to Kelton. But we'll get to that later. Okay, so go. they...
2: Oh, he, how bad it was!
1: Okay, basically. Because, so, is this the ghost of Christmas? Okay, okay. So, Shadow is ghost of Christmas past. Slade, but so is so is the ghost number three, and ghost number two is Mister Slade. Yes. Yes. Oliver goes into the arrow cave to see if that rat poison, like Barry gave him to save his life, which sounds really funny to say, has any side effects. And, there's, and they're looking in his blood to, to see if there's any like antigens, because they dealt with chemicals before with like vertigo, so they're not taking any chances. Right. And Curari and those kind of things, so they're not taking any chances. One thing I, one thing I want to want to mention the want to mention though, maybe we'll get to this later. I love that Barry's done his homework on Green Arrow, because he lists all the villains he's arrows taken down.
0: Even the Huntress. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Our favorite character in the world. Okay. Okay, Barry. Barry and uh, the Barry and Felicity scene. We already talked about it a little bit.
0: I I like these two. I I do hope we yeah. see more of them. I, I'd rather have it be Barry and Felicity than Oliver and Felicity. Because that's not.
1: Yeah. Because the because the because the latter's not as the latter's more creepy than the former. Yeah.
2: Well, why are they even toying with it? I I just don't get that at all. Because the fandom
3: wasn't?
2: It just doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem that it matches up because of just, kind of, sometimes Oliver just treating her like crap.
1: It's a CW show, Dan.
2: Yeah, and, and yeah. it's... <laughs> it's that's all you, that's, it, it's, all, it's, that's um, all the explanation you need. It's a CW show, Dan. Well, I mean, and that and that's silly now because I figured I, this show's made it on its own. Not playing to that card.
1: Yes, I don't so like I don't like it either. I just don't I just don't worry myself with it because I spent what seven, eight, nine years of that on swobo. I think I'm to come to peace with it.
2: But I, I just I don't think the network needs to worry about that so much anymore.
1: Yeah but yeah but a lot of a lot of the the people that watch this show, equally men and women, but a lot of the women I know that watch this show want that for some reason. I don't know why. But <laughs> It's just—it
0: is what it is. It's the weirdest thing. Yes.
2: Fix Laurel, please. Just, just.
0: Yeah, just fix Laurel, and then we're.
1: Well that, well, that, too, but and also, but also in the Felicity and Barry scene, we do see the particle accelerator or the start of it in Central City.
2: Yeah. Right, and that was cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, it,
0: it, I was a little confused because in earlier episodes of this season, they made it sound like the particle accelerator was in Star Starling City. But now they're saying it's in Central City. It was, it was in Starling, but we moved to Central. Okay. Yeah. I must have missed that part then, because yeah. at the end of the episode, obviously it's in Central City, but at the beginning of the season, it was in Starling City, so I was a little confused. I
1: want to see a DC Comics map of where all these cities are located.
0: They made one like in the eighties or something. Yeah. Maybe yeah.
1: maybe they, maybe Jeff Jones needs to update that map. He could do that.
2: Yeah, they're they're beginning to need to.
1: Yeah, well, because you mentioned all these cities now. I mean, it's one thing on Smallville where you mentioned like like Coast City and Star City and Gotham and Metropolis, but you never really mapped them out. Now you mention them more and more. You need a you need a map.
0: Mm. Well, and even Metropolis, they established it was in Kansas in that show. That we don't even know what state Starling City's in.
2: But it's also been said that Metropolis is on the East Coast. Yeah. That's
1: yeah, I've always, I've always, I've always assumed Central City. Central City—that's really easy for me to say—is mm. like their version of Chicago.
2: Mm. But they do have Chicago on the
0: New Fifty Two. Right. See, this yeah. is why we need a map. What's What's really hard with the DC universe in terms of their cities is that every city that exists now on, in our world right here does exist in the DC universe. But they also have all these other cities like Gotham, Metropolis, Star, all all these other cities that... Sidebar, Mister,
1: like si- sidebar Mr. John's, Mr. G. John's, need a map. That's all right. I'm asking. Right. Because I've always assumed that, you know, 30 miles north of Metropolis, there's Gotham.
0: And, and they kind of established Central and Keystone City, which are tr- twin cities in yeah. indiana or illinois
1: yeah and i've i've read a couple of green Arrow comics where they've actually like had kind of established that like star city is near like like water kind of like san francisco yeah even though on this show it looks more like boston
2: well and i would think coast city is in a warmer environment yeah, yeah. coast is in
0: california that they have established yeah, yeah. Oh, okay
1: again sidebar mr johns we need a map that's all i'm saying
2: Tweet it, folks. Yes,
1: tweet at Jeff Johns. He's probably thought about this too, but um, um, Oliver wants some private time in his arrow cave. Just some private time. Just something to mellow out.
0: Maybe. Box strikes too.
1: Maybe, 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 maybe do some of those lifts he likes. Maybe do some of that. Maybe. Yeah. Like, sound so like, sound like the one dude on Family Guy with the southern accent. Maybe you should do some lifts. And go into your deepest memories. Hey, little boy. <laughs> I got some Oreos here for you. But no, uh, he got. They're still waiting for his blood results. Oliver's gonna do some practice with the tennis ball because he's half dog.
0: And we haven't seen him in a long time, and we want to see him. Yeah,
1: but who? But who shows up after he fires his arrow? But his old buddy, Mr. Wilson. Then it's the menace. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh!
0: No, Slade. Mr. Should... Wilson.
1: You should... That's how you should call him, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> yes. yes. but it's Slade. Yes. Okay, Dan, Do you want to go with your theory here?
2: Okay. So my brother and I were debating this. Okay. If it was Slade from present day, that we saw at the end of the episode, curse Slade now. He was not wearing an eye patch, right? So we think it was a ghost,
0: right? But well, then, have, but then, I,
1: how did he catch the arrow?
2: I thought about that, and I thought about how the 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 chamber where he puts the costume got destroyed. Well, I don't know if you call it a closet or whatever it is, but yeah, I call it I a glass case. The a glass case.
0: The thing about that, though is that there have been, I, I guess, from what I've heard anyway, cases where people have had visions and psychotic breaks like that. Yeah, it's post-traumatic stress, basically. Right, and they end up doing damage to themselves and the area around them. And maybe we just
3: didn't
2: see it. Yeah. That's what I think what Diggle was referring to when they talked because later on. We, I think Diggle had done that Because before.
1: there's a valid Because there is a valid argument to be made, because when we see Slade later, which we'll get into, he does have a little bit of gray hair.
2: Right, and
0: not, he has the eye true. patch. Not, and, just,
1: not just the eye patch, but he does look old, older, whereas yes. this slate looks like just off of the island.
0: Yeah, this slave looks five years ago slate yeah. which is, we're seeing the flashbacks. Yeah.
2: And I think there was a purpose to that to surprise us at the end.
1: Well, and this isn't the first time in TV or movies that they've had that we've had post-traumatic stress that characters have done to each other. But again, we we just right. haven't seen it. I mean, we saw it with the silver kryptonite and smuggle.
2: Right. Well, and, and again, this is supposed to be a comic book world. In comic book worlds, we have all kinds of crazy hallucinations. and I, 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 ju- I just bring it up.
1: I just bring it up because we do see Slate at the end.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. Can he... I thought of it too. It crossed my mind too. Woo. Yeah,
1: Okay, so. But I love what Slate says to him here. Oh, yeah. It, there's an argument to be made, not, not that he's not really a brother, not that he's really a friend, that his real mission is to atone for what happened to Shadow and Slate on the island. Right. And it just so happened also that he wanted to redeem his father. Not that he, the the whole thing in the first season was a ruse. Obviously, it wasn't. But there were he thought atoning for his father's sins would atone for his sins as well. Didn't work out that way, obviously because of Malcolm Marlin.
0: Well, and he lost Tommy, and to an extent blamed himself. I mean, he left he left the country and went back to the island because of it.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and. I I lo- I love I love of these kinds of things because there's an argument to be there's an argument to be made that Batman and Green Arrow are are a part of the are part of the woes that they weep. Like if you never brought these people in, maybe maybe they wouldn't have been so screwed up as they became, right. especially the Robins. And with this, like and. The, it goes further on what happens with Roy, which we'll get to. Like, if you would just trust more of these people, maybe they wouldn't be in the situation they'd be in.
2: Well, I mean, and, and again, you have to think of this. The difference with Batman is, he was more of a victim than Oliver was. Right. Oliver grew up and was kind of a douchebag until the boat accident. Yeah. Right. Where Batman was never really a douchebag, it's just, he yeah, had this event happen kind of just screwed him up. And He didn't ask for it.
1: And see, this is what makes... Uh, and this might be making the Marvel fans mad, but I'm sorry, this is just what I feel. This is why there's there's much more depth to these DC villains than the Marvel
0: ones. Well, and even the DC heroes yeah. an
1: extend. Well, well no, 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 I'm just going to stick with the the villains here. The, the villains in DC have this way, no matter who they are, to just... Like just poke, like needle into the character's psyche, and oh, yeah. what, what's what's great about pretty much all the characters, well, except for Black Mana because he doesn't really talk that much, uh, is he? They can get into the character's psyche, and what what's worse is what they're saying is not all false.
0: Right. I don't know if we can exclude Black Man out. At least New Fifty Two Black Man. Well, no.
1: I'm I'm just
0: saying. Well,
1: his his actions are much more upfront than just psychological stuff. It's It's true. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like, when you, when you, I mean, DC, DC's characters are much more psychological, I think, than Marvel's.
2: Except for someone like the Green Goblin. Right i think he is as close as they've gotten to that psyche but the rest of them are yeah people you kind of feel sorry for
3: yeah
1: because they're all victims not 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 the case in dc i mean there's some victim characters but right. most of most of them are usually people that made choices along the way and and all and Sl- like not slate is pretty much telling oliver what he's been basically feeling for two years he yeah. back.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and I love it when we come back, Oliver's just sweeping in the arrow okay? cave. Yep. Oh, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Like everybody's
2: coming back know, with their, with their burgers
1: and Pepsi's, and he's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing.
2: I just I love the big belly bro, friends. reference. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, he's Michael. Back. Go on.
0: I I was just saying, Oliver, I fell. Yeah, I, Yeah,
1: this is what happens when I fall. I destroy an entire room. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's not Callow. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, I saw this great picture on Twitter the other day, where uh, Barry is talking to Oliver, and he goes, "You don't know how to break a neck, do you?" And Oliver says, "No," and then uh, Superman from Man of Steel says, "I do."
3: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I laughed <laughs> so hard.
3: That's horrible.
0: It is horrible, but I laugh so <laughs>
1: hard. In the, and, and the asterisk, and the asterisk to that is also I know how to scream.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I scream. I teach scream lessons. Um. Okay. Okay. The the blood work comes back. I love this to kind of shared moment Barry and Oliver had. It's not not physical it's it's psychological and they say it at the same time
3: yeah
1: I, I love that because because it's I mean I love I love subtlety in writing and this is one of the ways the, char- the two heroes kind of vibe yeah not the character just vibing in general I agree um Lance and Hilton versus the acolyte. So sounds like sounds like a seventies rock album.
0: Yeah, it kinda
2: does. Guy, okay, I was scared for Lance in this scene, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah.
1: Poor Poor Lance always having to defend himself and defend his actions. I'm getting kinda tired of that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he is too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda I kinda I kinda knew Hilton was gonna go down because of what they said with the Christmas shopping earlier.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like
1: the, like this is like, Jeff Johns going, like he should have just walked in in front of camera and just said, "Aha!" Uh-huh.
2: Guy knew he was going down because the continuum. Well, yeah. Well,
0: yeah,
1: so yeah well. that too. Like I heard, I heard like he'd been getting a, a much more substantial role on that series, which he's basically playing the exact same character.
2: Nah. From what
1: I've seen, he's more or less the exact same guy, just with more <laughs> lines.
0: Nah, he's more nah. like Solomon Grundy. Yeah, he's more like Solomon Grundy on yeah. Con- He's scary on Continuum. You I mean yes, he's he born is. on Monday, too? Oh, my gosh. Like He is really frightening oh, on oh,
1: Continuum. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This shit's in, in. Detective Holden is, in fact, the father of Joanna. He was also at the wedding of Solomon Grundy and Joanna.
0: Oh, no. That would make a much more interesting show. <laughs>
2: the- no, it's a- Pretty there,
0: interesting.
1: There you, go, <laughs> there you go, CW. I just made the spin off.
2: And then he has a look-alike from the future. My
1: my life with Solomon Grundy, so enjoying Yeah, look from the future. <laughs> but 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 but, just...
0: but
1: but anyway, the police the police do form a, a task force, which which um better looking Otis, more attractive Otis is in.
2: Yes. What happened to the lag- background checks with that one?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Good on
1: you dude. Good on you. You do background <laughs> tricks for for taking blood, but you don't take one for police officers, huh?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: That does yeah. not seem right. Well again <laughs> is that psych evaluation. Well again
1: it's DC. It's DC. Yeah. No. The rules don't apply here. But, um, Officer Daly, we do find out his name, finally. Officer Daly does call Brother Blood, and Brother Blood wants to do another test run with Mr. Gold. Not from Once Upon a Time. Um,
3: okay.
1: Uh, there you go, Dan. Um, Different Gold. I, 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 loved, I love Alderman's, like, lines in this episode just because it's so classic DC. The police want to see him, Mr. Gold. It's time that you meet them. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that. Um, again, love the fight scenes with the, um, um, the, the police versus um, Gold. I thought they were really good. Lo- I always love it when villains that are strong use people's own guns against the cop while the gun is still in the cop's hand.
2: Yeah, it's pretty merciless stuff.
1: Yeah, it Enhanced also shows you how villain. strong Gold actually is. Yeah. Because, and I and I love, and I love, and, and what, you know what it makes more tragic? That Hilton, Hilton's last act was pretty much to save Quinn Lance's life.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe uh, Quinn and Lance will stop drinking so much. Yeah. Take care of that liver now.
0: I mean, he's kind of already stopped drinking. Yes.
2: That he's, is true. He's, he still,
1: he's still going to his meetings. Good for him. Yes. Good for him. Good for
2: him. I want to know who his sponsor is.
1: Um his his sponsor is Big Belly Burger. Oh my okay. Yes. That's that's why he's still kinda round. That's why he's still kinda round. in blood. He's he's he supplies alcohol with just lots of curly um jalapeno chili curly fries. It's actually from a script that I wrote. There you go. Yeah. Um the scene with Errol and Lance in the ho- in the hospital scene actually kind of ties in with Laurel and Blood. Okay, Michael, you're not on board with Felicity and Oliver. How awkward does this thing look between Laurel and Oliver? It's
0: even worse. I mean, it really. I mean, it really is. It's a lot more creepy. Yes. Well, once you know what, it kind it kind reminds
2: me of you for you Chuck fans is of Sarah and Shaw yes, that's Looking exactly. up on Chuck.
3: Ooh. Oh, it's
2: and,
1: not okay. And for some yeah. and for some of you, and for some of you, this might resonate. This is like, this is like, um, Lois and Lex on Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Yeah.
2: Or Lex and Lana. Oh,
0: well, with Lex
1: and Lana, they actually, they actually tried to make it look like a real relationship.
0: Yeah, but it was still really
1: creepy. Well, well no, I mean, it yeah. was, well, I well, I wasn't a big fan of that relationship. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm at least glad they at least tried to make it look real.
0: And right. That baby, yeah, that baby was not real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this looks so just creepy and just and what's creepier is Laurel's kind of into him.
0: Ugh.
2: Yeah, well, she doesn't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, she she's about her career and stuff. She thinks he's a legit guy.
1: Yeah, and. <laughs> from what from what we've seen from at least her point of view he doesn't have, he hasn't done actually anything that bad
0: right well and then we until we find out later that he helped kill the mayor and we're like oh okay but,
1: but again but again no no but from the character's point of view they haven't seen any of that yet Great. Right.
0: exactly
1: so oh like very very much like Alex Luther in like John Burns era you just think that he's just a rich nice guy
2: Plus, I think she believes that he, he's like Tommy. And yeah. He's filling that void.
1: And they're kind of playing it like Laurel he's and Tommy, Tommy,
0: aren't they? Yeah.
2: Rebound. Oh, well, even with Oliver, he's he's kind of playing it as, like, you know, he, Blood wants to be his friend. Yeah. So Laurel,
0: sidebar, Laurel, you have a type, don't you? But but I liked Laurel and Tommy at least. Yeah. I didn't necessarily at the time, but looking back at it, they were really I mean they weren't bad. And because Tommy and, was a good guy.
1: And this and this is gonna sound, and this is is gonna sound exactly as it sounds. I really hope Alderman does get a rebarb through him.
0: Oh. That's painful. And
1: Wolf's yeah, you did it twice. You did it twice, Laura. Oh.
2: Well ultimately this guy messing with her could be what Begins her becoming Black Canary.
1: And what, and what I love about this is Alderman, Alderman doesn't really look like... he He's actually remorseful to this. Right. He actually does seem to care about Laurel. Obviously not to the extent that we all hoped he would, but he does care a little bit about Laurel.
0: Well, have as, you seen her? As long as her story with him doesn't end the same way the Longbow Hunters by Mike Grell ended, I'm okay.
1: And we'll, and what, why,
0: what do you mean by that? And maybe, you, we'll,
1: and maybe we'll get.
0: Okay, you want to do this now? Let's do this. Then now. he's gonna torture her. Oh, and worse. You know exactly what I mean by that. Dan. Okay.
3: Okay. So.
1: Th- oh no so, no no. So this they is not. So this is not Laurel Lance. This is Lana Lance. Yeah. Because apparently this is that, that's all she's that's all she's good for. This this season is getting tortured and tied up.
2: since so Why? Well, what happens? Michael says it's gonna happen. What Michael thinks is gonna happen if that happens, the laurel that'll come out of that is gonna be the black canary that we know from the comics,
3: right? Yeah,
1: Uh, tortured and tied up. Wow, sounds like arrow shades of gray.
2: But this isn't gonna be oh, I I don't know what to do now. This is gonna be this happened to me, and I'm ticked off.
1: Yeah, we don't need to see that again. Um, um, laurel. I mean, Arrow and Lance in the hospital. In the in the previous scene, we do find out that that uh, Hilton has been killed. That he has died. There's one. There's one. There's one person that we don't have to worry about who's dead and who's not.
2: Corey well, didn't want Solomon Grundy marrying his daughter.
1: Okay, there you
0: go. Okay. He'd rather be a super soldier from the future than a police detective.
1: Yeah, I I love the conversation between Lance and Arrow. Yes. And and once again, the arrow needs to come back. What if he doesn't exist anymore? He must.
2: Thank God he wasn't wearing a ski mask in that scene. <laughs> no kidding.
1: A green ski mask. I I love it. I love that Lance tells him that not every death in the the city is his fault. And the fact that it's coming from Detective Lance Yeah. It just shows how far he's prog- progressed, like uh, between the two seasons.
2: Quite, mm-hmm. well, I think that was because Lance didn't understand fully what was going on,
1: and now he does.
2: Yes, that's really why everyone's kind of against the arrow at first. It's just based on a lack of information, not actually real hatred.
1: Well, well. it's like the opposite of Superman. Right. Like, Superman is very upfront about who he is, and, like, he he and Wonder Woman, even though I hate them as a couple, they're very clear about who they are, whereas Green Arrow and and Batman are just like, I'm saving you, you don't have to worry about anything else.
2: Well, and I think that's because they are actually human. Yeah. They're physical people that could get harmed, where Wonder Woman and Superman kind of have a safety net a little bit.
1: Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little. Um, yeah.
0: Well Wonder Woman doesn't even have a clear weakness,
2: though I mean That's true. And also she's a warrior. Right. I mean she she's going out there to be a soldier and I don't think that's what Oliver and Batman necessarily want to do.
1: One of the things Michael omitted in the script, I don't I don't see it in here but I'll mention it here, is the scene between um um Diggle and Oliver when they talk about ghosts.
0: Yeah, that's why I have that big quote.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I th- this is where Diggle is used best. Like his Alfred, like this is what Alfred Bruce would ask Alfred.
2: Yeah, that's good for a TV show. You need a character like this to give the main character guidance. My favorite line from Diggle th-
1: in this episode is um, when he doesn't when he doesn't tell Oliver what his ghost said. That's on you. You need to find out what your ghost is trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think it. Roy Roy acts stupid like Roy usually does, and he goes into the medical office where where Max gave blood, and and then he gets clotheslined by Solomon Grundy.
2: It's blood rush gone wrong. Yeah. He should have worn those Bose headphones, I tell you.
1: Yeah, and uh, and one, one thing that I really love here is the random doctor we never find the, the name of. But we do see his name kind of on the door. Does that have any relevance in the DC Universe, or do you want to wait until later for that?
0: I don't believe he does.
1: Okay, okay. Because that, that was just the, like, the oddest thing ever, just to have him in like that scene where he doesn't really say anything. But I, again, if he doesn't really say anything, I guess there's no problem.
0: I love how yes. Grundy took out Roy. He just stretched an arm out, and Roy just flips. Yeah. Cl-
1: was- clothesline. Straight clothesline.
2: Hopefully Roy won't fall for that again.
1: Yeah. Probably, oh. probably will. Um, okay. It's time for Brother Roy-, Roy to join the brotherhood. He likes taking brother a lot. He's like Hulk Hogan.
2: Yeah. Brother? Brother?
1: Brother Roy? If you if you inject me with that, I'll kill you. I don't I don't think you're ever. I I don't think you're in a position to make death threats. For you.
2: there you go.
0: Especially when you've never actually killed anyone.
1: Yeah, it's not like Oliver and the pilot. I don't think I don't think you you can unhook unhook the zip tie like Oliver did. Right. Yeah, and since you basically like like took. I, Got nailed by one shot earlier in this episode. I don't think you're, like, they're really intimidated by you.
0: Not so much.
1: So Roy gets injected. Mm. That's something that we'll get into later. But he does get injected with a Murakuru. And then, and then, then boom, like, grand entrances in DC. Oliver makes his appearance and takes out everybody.
2: Almost everybody. With some help.
1: Yeah. A little help from my friend.
2: Yes. Um. I need a little help from my friends. Yeah, yeah. I'll throwing some Beatles well, in there.
1: Well, Oliver, Oliver, Oliver.
2: Oh, thank you for
1: that. Oliver, like, like kneels down and like, um, cowers in the corner, kind of like when Shadow gets shot. Yeah. Like that exact yeah. same move, and then who happens to show up?
0: Tommy
2: Merlin. Tommy Wait. Merlin.
1: And, and great for continuity, he's wearing the exact same thing you we saw in the season one finale.
2: Yes.
0: All right, let me say this right I'm now. I'm glad I called that guy. But let me say this right now. When Tommy showed up, I did not look at this, this ghost like I did the other two ghosts. Well, obviously. No. No, no, no. Hear me out, because when I saw Slade and Shadow, I'm like, okay, they're dead. We get it your debt the people you're quote-unquote responsible for are talking to you but with tommy i felt it was more like a jonathan kent in season yep. 10 ballville thing where it was actually him and i feel like if tommy could tell oliver one more thing if he could come back that's exactly what he would tell him
2: yeah they delivered it in the perfect way and i think the score while this happened yeah. It was an excellent way of giving us that yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. But
1: I corresponded with Blake Neely on social media. He had a blast doing this episode. Like, he couldn't pick out one particular thing he liked. He liked everything that he did in this episode. I got, kind of got a Rocky Five vibe from this scene, too.
2: Yes. will,
1: will, you, see, will you hear Mickey's voice saying, Come on, kid, Mickey loves you. The only good thing in the whole movie,
2: by the way. Well, it was. I mean, it was the chips are down. Kind of the hero got that inspiration to stand up and take this guy out. Yeah. And this guy, I mean, they did a really good job. Uh, he didn't say a whole lot, but they really did a good job. When I, when I, saw, I was when physically I, making Salmi Grundy scary.
3: Yeah.
1: When I saw Colin, 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 Donald, Colin Donald again, I, I smiled. Also, wanted him to say after he said, y- you stopped my father, or so you think.
2: That's it.
1: And then, and then I also wanted Tommy to say, "Yeah, but we're we're good. But you did still Laurel. You did. You did. That's <laughs> still on you. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not wiping your hands clean of that one. You did. You did. And then, and then do, and then do the Family Guy cutaway kind of scenes. Laurel, Laurel.
0: <laughs> you yeah, killed, I, You killed me. You killed me. Oh, my gosh.
2: You see, him, you see yeah. him stand at the door doing a, a Sheldon knock?
1: Oh, no. Oh no. Oh, oh, knock, oh, knock, knock, oh. Laurel. Oh, no, do, no, just do the stereotypical ghost thing. Ooh, I'm the ghost of Tommy Merlin. No,
0: really, I am. I I really liked how they included Tommy in this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I did, It worked. It was exactly what he needed, especially this season, where his theme is honoring Tommy's memory. Yeah. I like that a lot. I, I mean... I, I think I was a little sad that we didn't get a ghost from someone like Yaffe, possibly, but I, I did like who they picked.
1: Well, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, really, there's only so much you could do. And again, this ghost thing could come back later. Right.
3: But <laughs> so,
1: well, when
2: you see two ghosts that were kind of clunting him about his past, I mean, the best way to resolve it is to give his make his last ghost. And really, something that's and really so,
1: and really someone's death that wasn't his fault too. Right. Like Tommy's death was not his fault. No. I mean, there's an argument to be made that Shadow's death was his fault. There is an argument to be made to be made there. But like like he wasn't even involved in the building going down. He wasn't there. Right. Right. So yeah, i I'm really glad I'm really glad how they used Tommy in this episode. So much happened in this fight scene I don't even I can't even call it all. So obviously Alderman got away. Um Right. Gold got splashed with Mir- Mirakuru mixed with fire. And I love the makeup work on him.
2: Yeah. But did you see the white dust kind of fall on him? Yeah. Where the building collapsed? Yep. Kind of like, oh, here we go. Yeah,
1: that's probably that's probably all Jeff Johns to me. Oh, yeah. And, again, really good makeup work because you can see the beginnings of Grundy.
0: Yep. Well, and if he's quote-unquote dead, he just got bathed in that in those chemicals, if those don't bring him to life, nothing's
2: going to.
1: Like like I said, people in D.C., you all should just stay away from the chemicals.
2: But, you know, with this show, I, I was a little skeptical about them doing the super-powered thing. God, I felt that this episode built into it really nicely. Yeah.
3: I didn't
1: roll they're my slowly... eyes at it at all. Well, maybe well, a little slowly... bit with the Barry stuff, but we'll get to that.
2: Right. Well, they're slowly progressing into it getting bigger. Because if you notice with the Solomon Grundy, he didn't – he was just a physical presence. There wasn't lasers. There wasn't anything like that.
1: He didn't really have much lines.
2: No, he wasn't from outer space. I mean, they're slowly building this show into it to make it feel natural instead of just hitting us with it from the get-go. And I think come a show that did that really well because I'm rewatching it is Chuck – because yeah. when that started out, it was just he could, he just had knowledge in his head, right. And then that slowly built up into him being able to use it to, like, reprogram stuff and do computer things. Yeah. And then that built into him being able to do, kung fu and stunts and stuff. I'm yeah. Not, and that, it I'm, I'm pretty natural.
1: I'm not, I'm not gonna bash Chuck because I'm two against one here. And <laughs> there are some good thi- there are some good things about it. But the more I watch it, it's like, ah, this isn't my cup of tea. I can see why right. people like it. It's just not my cup of tea. Like a, I'm just
2: trying to use another show to example.
1: Like Doug, what, the, what, uh, you, well, well. Speaking of using a show for, as an example, didn't you get the kind of like, kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer season three amends feel with this episode, Dan? Yes. The first
2: time we see the first. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. I mean. And also,
2: um, was it third episode? Where Buffy was visited by ghosts from her past in the same kind of way.
1: Well, well, I think it was. I think it was still like the, still like the first. But all right. uh, oh, this whole episode, of course, if you, you've not caught on to it by now, is based off of the Christmas Carol by Dickens.
2: Right, but not completely. Sorry, I like... It wasn't. I mean, they, they had other stuff going on. To push the story forward. Well,
1: I mean, and maybe we'll do a tangent time about this, Michael, next week or the or the week after next. Like every TV show ever rips off of two things around Christmas time, like the Christmas Carol or It's a Wonderful Life.
2: Yes. Big Bang Theory, anyone?
1: I mean, come on! I mean, come on! One Tree Hill did it once.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Wow. but I, I was glad with Arrow that they did that plot line. But still, had other stuff going on. Yeah. In addition to that, because sometimes they don't just use it in one plot thread. And the it, whole episode centers around that. And, it, and it, I don't like that particularly.
1: And I was gonna say, like, if you've never read the Christmas Carol but come on. If you've lived in England or North America, almost everybody's heard of the Christmas Carol. But it wasn't the Christmas Carol, In a lot of ways, it had, it had th- it had threads of it, but it wasn't exactly the Christmas Carol.
0: Well, and even Maura at the beginning of the episode purposely says, yeah, we're not doing a Christmas party this year because that didn't go so well last year. So we're going <laughs> to skip over. The whole In Christ- the last party we had, like five people showed up. Well, right. and I think her dialogue there, not just it wasn't just about them not having a Christmas party and them explaining that. I think it was also the writers telling us. It's a Christmas episode, but we're skipping around that and we're going right to the
2: story because that's what the show's about. Better they did it better well, and here. It's th- a good setup for Tommy as well.
1: They did it better here than season seven of Smallville. Yeah, right. When, when they had that weird Lex clone that was not a Lex clone, like that was one of the weirdest holiday episodes I've ever seen. But overall, I thought it was really, really good. The the final round between the accolade and do we need do we need to see Grundy back right away? I don't think so.
2: No. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up on the Flash show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't either actually. Okay. Instead of this.
1: Oliver saves Roy, or does he? Hmm. hmm.
0: I, I liked that he was telling Roy that he was definitely strong enough. I think Oliver really had faith in Roy.
1: Well if you wouldn't if you wouldn't stab him Oliver.
2: What I think also it was that point of Tommy saying it's okay if you move on, can have a new friend. Because Oliver was like, when he said to Roy, when he thought he was going to die, he's like, I've lost too many people. I'm not going to lose you as well.
1: And Thea would never talk to me again.
2: Right. But I'd say that's the beginning point of, I think, them trying to establish a friendship. Yeah. And them connecting with each other.
1: Okay, hold on one second, you ladies and gentlemen. Hold on one second. This is mainly for Michael because he's been been complaining about this since the first episode that we covered. Oliver finally gets a mask.
2: Yay! And he, Yay! Now yeah. he's really the Green Arrow.
1: And he doesn't. And it doesn't really look. Th- what I like about this, it doesn't really look that different than the paint.
0: No. Oh, it definitely looks different than the paint.
1: Well, no, it still looks like the paint, but it's not the paint.
2: Right. It's it's thicker. Yeah. It's the, it's not like the Robin mask that he wore in Batman Forever.
1: And, and you know what? It still looks like. What it reminded me of is Kevin Smith's Green Arrow one. Yeah. With, yeah. with the hood and the goatee and the mask. It doesn't look that Finally, he gets a mask. Finally, people are happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this Oliver would not wear goggles. No. No. This ver- this version so, of Oliver... Would that would not look
2: wear silly goggles. on TV, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. It, it, it worked well, well with... Um, Justin Harley, because that was part of the, his character. He was much more of a James Bond kind of character.
2: Well, that was more like sunglasses, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah.
1: Not goggles, but... You can hip- wear goggles sometimes if if the occasion calls for it, like finding a villain that like shoots particulates or something. Right.
2: Right.
0: Well, like even in the new fifty two he started off wearing goggles and then they transitioned to that to a mask when Jeff Lemire took over because they knew what didn't work.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, use it only when only use it when it calls for it. I do I do like it that Felicity is the one that puts it on him.
2: Yeah. Well I like it that Barry came up with it.
1: I I also I also like that it was kind of a challenge for Barry, you know, make me a mask that I can still do, I can still shoot okay, and I'll wear one. Yeah. And uh, do, don't you love the 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 wrapping paper he used on the box? Yeah.
0: Like he yeah. went
1: to like specific newspapers to 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 just make that, to to just make that box.
0: Well, and what's really interesting is that Kressberg and Berlanti they were talking. I think to Green Arrow TV, it was either to them or someone else, but they're talking about all the different masks they saw. Like there were fifty different masks that they saw before they finally picked that one.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And and the other thing, Mel probably had to pick what was comfortable for him as well. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's one of the that's one of the biggest things that I mean, in in all comic book movies, make bring the suit together. Yeah. Because, and we've heard this off and on again with. The Superman suit. Do you make the S too big? Do you make the S smaller? What do you do? Because it also has to fit with the actor that's in the suit too. I agree. Yeah. Which I'm actually kind of happy that from what I'm hearing, finally we're going to see some gray in the new Batman suit.
2: Finally. I like that. I do too.
1: Well, I, th- I still want it to be armor, but I still want it th- there to be some gray. Because really, we haven't seen gray since Adam West.
2: Right. Well, and gray is such a big part of his costume in the comics. Michael and I talked about. Yeah, I don't think he has a, a black vibe.
1: suit in Batman comics.
0: He did in the nineties, but that didn't last terribly long. But that yeah. was when the movies came out, right? Yeah. Right. That was yeah. That was around the time Forever and, and Robin came out. Yeah.
1: The, yeah. Only, the only Batman that has a full black suit, not well, not full, but almost full black suit, is Terry McGinnis. Yeah. But that's
2: a different time period, too, so...
1: I'm I'm happy I'm happy that we're going to see some gray. Because that's something that people have been yeah. complaining about since the Keen era. There's not any gray anywhere. Where's the green yeah. uh, Well,
2: and one last point on Oliver's mask I just want to say real quick. Yeah. I like that Barry um, gave him the mask because it's him establishing the idea of these guys being superheroes. Right. Like I think Oliver only saw it as being a vigilante. yeah. That and very also, same, we could be and an also,
1: with that, if you're going to be a superhero, you need to keep your identity kind of quiet. And yes. the, that paint, that paint ain't doing it. That's what Michael was complaining about for all the last season. That it was that paint was not doing it.
2: Well, right. and, and how many villains figured out his identity anyway? Right. If yeah. you think about it,
1: what's well, not going to be, what's well, not going to be like hard, harder or easier to take that mask off after you get the hood off? But so it's going to be a little bit. More discreet, not right, much, yes. but a little bit more. Right. Yeah, but he can
0: um, lift his head up when he's talking to Lance. He doesn't have to have his head hunched over. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Like, w- w- like what are what are you, man? A character from Assassin's Creed? Kidding, yeah. kidding.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, um, okay. This next part was one of the best monologues on the show.
1: Okay. First, I love Alderman on the TV. So we find so we find out number one that the reason Alderman is Brother Blood well I'm saying Alderman because from what Slate said later on that there have been many others that have filled that role
2: yes well there could be it's like, well it's which like, is true with the comics as well it's like a well.
1: soap opera character almost anybody can fill in that role right yeah and we find out that Alderman the reason why he's doing this is basically just for power Yep. that's all Maybe. he wants I mean, I don't know if you saw season four of Lois and Clark, Dan, but didn't did this kind of remind you of Leslie Luckabee? Yes. Less corny. Less corny, yeah, but (laughs) the the whole idea, well, even that whole thing that they kind of did with the red herring in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, that we all think that Jordan Price is the Joker, but no, it's not Jordan Price.
2: Right. Oh, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, li- I like that in comic books. Also, the reveal of Blofeld. Okay. I'm sorry, that's what Slade Wilson looked like to me. Looks like Blofeld.
2: Yeah, yeah he kind of was. The bald.
0: Z- Arzak, the Terrible? The Defiler?
1: Yes. Or the combination Blofeld and um, old Nick Fury from Marvel Comics. Yes. Yes. Um, I, w- I was shocked, honestly, that he was
2: st- still alive. I knew it was coming
0: but not I, this soon I, I no wasn't not shocked, this soon I, I wasn't shocked he was alive but I was shocked that he showed up
2: this early yeah yeah. Uh, and I but especially then especially when you don't have everything with Merlin wrapped up but then right.
1: but then I but then I'm reminded this is the mid-season finale right if you're gonna do yeah. something like this you do it now
2: they went big unlike the Tomorrow People <laughs> I don't know everyone everyone <laughs>
0: Was good. I like the Tomorrow People finale. I,
2: I didn't think it was as epic as. And
1: don't spoil agents of Shield or supernatural have yet to see those two episodes? But I'm um, going back oh, to Arrow. Going back yeah. to Arrow here, I loved the whole thing of them flashing back and forth between people while Slate's yeah. talking.
0: That, like I said, one of the best monologues that shows ever had.
1: And we do find out that Murakuru is from Slate's blood, so he is Patient Zero. Right. And, Which is and, cool. and can no, we go, can we go, go to the flashbacks and then go to uh, Flash's origin? Sure, because I think yeah. it fits better here. So we so I agree. Yeah, so we go, go go back. We go back to the um Slate. He is dead. We think. Sarah, Sarah, Shadow, and Oliver yeah. have been cornered by by Ivo and his men. Okay, and then they take him outside. Okay, here's the question now that I have to ask you guys: Why do you think Ivo wants to kill Shadow and Sarah now?
0: I think he would have killed him anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but why? But why, why have al, why Oliver? Why have Oliver choose? I know for the writing aspect of what that will mean later, but logistically, why do it?
2: I, I I don't think he thought Oliver would pick one. Yeah.
1: Then why have to show he
2: Because I think he wanted to show that he's not bluffing, that he is willing to kill someone.
1: And Ivo thinks he's and a, think, he a fa- I think right. I think Ivo thinks he's a
2: righteous man. He thinks he's like... And also I think he has an attraction towards Sarah. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, do you believe him? No. I mean, he... I mean... And not just the fact that this person passed away recently, unfortunately, don't thinks he's Nelson Mandela. Yes. He thinks he's going to be like the next Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King. I am going to save the world. I am going to make this world great again. This world was never that great. But moving, moving on. Um.
2: And I think that, I think Father Broad thinks he's doing the same thing. I think there's a comparison between the two guys.
1: Yeah. And it w- it wouldn't be as shirt sure to me if Ivo is actually related to blood in some way. No pun intended. Well,
2: I and mean, then it's it's a similar situation. His attraction towards Sarah is just as creepy as brother bro- brother blood. Got attraction towards God Laurel. Right. Is this arrow? I see you call him the Alderman is, now.
0: Is
1: this arrow or is this Seventh Heaven?
0: And and really, that's one of the best things I think about the parallels between the flashbacks and the present is that they are two different shows, but they follow a very similar pattern.
1: Well, no, well, I, well, I'll, I'll disagree with you just a little bit. Fi- finally, finally, the flashbacks and what's happening in the present are melding more than they ever have before. I like this.
2: I
0: agree. Oh, absolutely! I yeah, I agree with that yeah. too. the
1: whole, The whole thing with the flashbacks in the first season to I me, and no, I'm not gonna go over this again. But really, this was supposed to establish Oliver's island experience. This is much more to do with overarching story,
3: right?
2: But I can agree with that. But
1: here's two points that I want to make to you guys, and then I'll let you guys um sit is respond. Okay, if this is only year two, whatever. What, what, what possibly could have happened in the other three years.
0: <laughs> cool. That's where I think he gets off the island again.
1: <laughs> and meets
0: up with who? <laughs> like the East. Say again? Our, our Russian friend. Yeah,
1: probably. Yeah. Um I. I well, well the reason I ask is Shadow Shadow's been shot, which is one of the most brutal things we've seen on Arrow so far.
2: I think just wait, folks. Yeah. On that one.
1: Um, she could be dead. She could not be dead. Cause Selena Jade's awesome. I mean, I swoon over her a yeah. lot. But there's a reason
2: why I swoon over. Her. She's. Well, and Shadow is a big character in the comics. Yeah, that's
1: what I was thinking too. And and now we and now we see a little bit of the guilt that we saw from Sarah earlier on in the season.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: if, if. She wasn't there, she probably would have been the one that was shot. I think Oliver didn't shoot shoot didn't choose Sarah is because he thought he might get off the island one day. And how could he face Lance yeah. and Laurel if he knew that he let um Sarah die?
2: Well and I think he still cares about Sarah.
1: Yeah, that too. Right like, now it's
2: really torn. But he would have lost Laurel if he was responsible for that. And
1: right. I, th- I, th- I think, I think, I think Sarah's kind of, I think what we saw earlier in the season with Sarah, I think she's masking her own guilt towards Oliver when she's so pissed off at Oliver when she, she sees him again. What?
3: Like,
2: yeah.
1: She, she knows she's responsible for, for Shadow's death, quote unquote. And, that, and that's and that's why and that's why she feels the way she feels. Um, here's the other thing that I mentioned before: Slade's affection toward Shadow. Little force, do you think?
0: Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, other than the obvious. Yeah. Well, they they reference it in two episodes, two other episodes besides this episode, and it wasn't even like, like it was very subtle then. Yeah,
1: that's my point. That's my point. And, well, I don't know. And obviously, Slade blames Shadow, or Slade blames Oliver for Shadow's murder.
0: And, and so, my question is when Slade is giving that monologue to Blood about tearing down Oliver, is he really doing that because of Shadow, or is he doing that because of something that happens after?
1: Probably after.
0: Yeah. Probably right.
1: Probably have to do with the reason why, why Slade has no eye. You probably loved that when you saw the eye iPad, Senior Michael.
0: Oh, I I actually cheated. My brother did too. My brother, one of my brother's favorite comic book characters of all time, is Deathstroke.
2: He he lost it. He loved it. Here's wh- what I want to see: real. I mean, want to see all out Deathstroke? Well, so do I. So, hey,
1: speaking Matt? speaking of Deathstroke, Slade wakes up and he just goes to town on these guys like six million dollar man style.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: we can make him stronger, faster. But no, when he punches the dude in the chest, yes, I was like, "Oh my lord!" It just makes me, just makes me wonder how strong he actually really is.
0: Well, I mean, you thought Shadow's death was brutal, then you watch Slade do that, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" And what is doing,
1: and, and you have to remember that Oliver's back is turned this entire time. Yeah. yeah, like he doesn't know yet, but Sarah sees what he can, he can do, and obviously. And obviously, this is going to be like one of those kind of like Magneto um, Kevin Bacon things from X Men Origins. Or um, X Men First Class, I'm sorry. Where, where like, well, Slade, Slade's only mission is to get back at Ivo. And yeah. then go to Oliver.
2: Well, the other question here is: Is he. Did the formula make him mentally deranged? Or was he always this way?
1: Yeah, and this actually plays back into Roy. Oliver says in the in the arrow cave, we we need to look after Roy. He's been injected, but we don't know. I right. don't know what the side effects are going to be with Roy. There's a there's an argument to be made that Slade, like Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, is not a villain. He is an anti-hero. Like right. because even in this origin, it's very similar to what Marv Wolfman did when he created Slade Wilson.
0: Well, when he created him, he was a full-on villain. There was there was no no holdback. Well, no, he was, well yeah. no.
1: Well, no. I, I I I take that back. I I misspoke. I'm talking about the origin of Slade Wilson, like trying to fight for his son and defend his son's honor.
2: Yeah, the origin of Jericho. Yeah. Right. Okay. That yes. Yeah, because he was made into a villain by everything he did.
1: Because listen to how Slade talks. He doesn't necessarily talk like a bad guy. He talks like a wronged person.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, that that's kind of how I've always viewed him in the comics. Yeah, because he's he not, is evil, but he got pushed into that. Yeah,
1: De- Deathstroke is not bait in terms of, like, wanting to right. do this for money. He, wa- he does this because he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he takes it too far. And that's probably how he lost his eye.
0: Well, and to an extent, it's not even that he thinks he's doing the right thing. It's that he thinks he's doing the right thing for himself. <laughs> yeah. That's the. I think,
2: I think Oliver took that eye.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, judging by
3: I
2: judging uh, by, by the far. mask
1: on the island that we've seen twice, yeah, I think that's pretty clear.
0: I think he shot him with an arrow in the eye. Yeah. Well, why else would he say, "I'm gonna drive an arrow through his eye" once he's been beaten? Yeah.
1: yeah. And notice, 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 he doesn't want to kill Oliver, does he?
0: No. I mean, he he says Oliver is my friend. He still calls him his friend and his brother to, to an extent. But, well, Lex Luthor said that too. Right, but he, but he still wants to see him defeated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, well, the, well, I don't know if you've seen this, and I know Michael hasn't. The DC documentary about the DC villains. A lot of the, I didn't watch that. A lot of the writers say what, what's compelling about these stories is the villain actually still wants to keep this going forever and ever and ever. Villains don't necessarily want to win Right. They don't want to win. They, winning means it's over.
0: Right. They want to see their hero beaten, but they don't want to see their hero dead.
1: Yeah. He
2: wants to see... Deathstroke wants to see Oliver tortured.
1: Yeah. He wants to see the look on Oliver's face when he, he's defeated. I mean... And that... And there are some villains like Malcolm Merlin, like Ra's al Ghul that do want to see a finality to this, but that's more global stuff. When it's right. When it's just mono a mano kind of things... Like Deathstroke and Batman or Deathstroke and Green Arrow or or Batman and the Joker. Specifically Batman and the Joker. Joker doesn't want to kill Batman. I mean, even we see that in the the Man Who Killed Batman episode. When he finds out Batman's dead, he's distraught.
0: Right. But then you have those other villains who really do want him dead. Like Lex Luthor legitimately kind of wants Superman dead.
1: He, he does want yeah. to see him dead, but he also wants to be the one that knew, knew that he did it. A la the, but, a la the pilot of more, he's, Or he's the more
2: of finale
3: of
2: He's more of a global villain, guys.
1: Yeah. Right. And he's and also, you have to understand, with Lex Luthor, there's a jealousy there. There's no jealousy between Deathstroke and Green Arrow. Other well, than, well, you slept is, with he, Sh- Shadow before I could.
2: Yeah, it's more—it's more of a—I don't know if it's a jealousy, but it's more the best man wins kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, and I think there really is some sort of jealousy there because you—you you mentioned in season one that Slade has a wife and he has a son, but now he doesn't have that to go back to. Now he doesn't—he doesn't go back to them, at least as far as we can tell. Whereas Oliver does go back to a family that loves him and that cares about him, and he does have people in his life that he can depend on, whereas Slade doesn't. Looking, and I think, well, depending on how long
2: this goes for, looking are we going to end up seeing the characters like Jericho? I would love Which to. is Slade's son? Okay. I would love. Looking, batter. looking back at the whole run of the series so
1: far, and looking at it from Slade's point of view, none of the, none of the horrible things that have happened to him would have would have happened if he didn't save Oliver's life. That is true. Because remember, in one of Michael's favorite episodes in Odyssey. Slade could have got out of here,
2: like yeah, true
1: months ago, but he didn't because he wanted to save Oliver, or yeah. Oliver messed up.
2: Well, and the other thing is, you know, they may get off the island. Slade may get back to his family, could find out it's not the same, and find out that and his that wife's remarried. Yeah, because that adds to him his psyche fracturing.
1: Okay, let's do a checklist here. Well really quickly in terms of Slade. Slade. Slade could have gotten off the island, but Oliver messed that up. Yeah. Like Oliver fell in love with Shadow when when Slade figured out he had feelings for Shadow. Shadow's dead kinda because Oliver, because Oliver Oliver took out his eye. Oliver caused him to be burned. That's why he took the Merakuru in the first place. Right. Look at it from Slade's point of view, Slade isn't wrong
2: totally totally but I think at some point in there Oliver tried to help him as well
1: yeah, yeah and that and that's his argument in the cave where we see earlier and and but again Superman Superboy said the same thing to Lex Luthor when he lost his hair too yeah I mean, that's what I love about DC villains. They all have a through line, and most all of them have a legitimate gripe for what the things that they, they do, what they do. Like, yeah. Slade is very similar to Mr. Freeze in that aspect.
0: I don't know. I think DC villains just need to get over themselves. <coughs> but Quite. again,
1: where would the drama come from?
2: Well, that's true. Yeah. I, I don't know if the Joker needs to get over himself, though. Cause... Yeah,
1: if the Joker got over yeah. himself, the Joker would be lo- a lot less interesting, don't you think?
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Same thing with Two-Face. And... He
0: can stay, but everyone else, I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> some- so, like... we. So apparently Barry has a warehouse in Central City.
0: I have a feeling that's like his apartment.
1: What is yeah. The, what is this, rent? I don't know. Cause that, cause that was the other thing I thought. of. Wow, we just walked onto the set of Rent.
2: So is he gonna bust out the singing?
1: Love you, Bohem. When
0: when you said Rent, I thought of the guy from the Spider-Man movies who constantly hounds Peter for rent. Rent.
1: Oh, you mean oh, you mean Mr. Dickovich? Yeah. yeah. I do not know how I remember that guy's name, but I, I just do. Um.
0: It's like a fox, and he is like a rodent.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what the fox said oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: my what, what, what
1: was it wh was, was it was it too convenient? all the stuff that just happened to him? That was the one thing that was like running around in my head the whole the whole time I was watching the scene twice.
2: We had to watch the scene twice well, cause it was so dang awesome
1: well, I mean. So, you guys didn't think it was kind of contrived, just the way it happened,
2: not at all. Okay. that's what it happened in the comic books well no, no,
3: well,
1: no, not the particle accelerator kind of exploding, but like it just so it it just so happened, to like slow everything down when he when he he came back and blah 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 blah, maybe I' thinking about it too much
2: what's well, the speed force i mean it, it Shot off.
1: I will. I will say this though. Well, I'm talking about the lightning going through the through the ceiling. Yeah. I thought that was a little contrived, but I do love the shot of the chemicals like freezing in slow motion. Nice little yeah. nod to the comics.
0: But here's the thing though: if the lightning hadn't gone through the ceiling, you would have no flash.
1: Well, That's... yeah. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. just am just saying maybe it was a, li- a little too far-fetched, but visually I, I'll give it, I'll give it I'll give it a pass because visually it looked amazing. But
2: well, and the other thing is the Speed Force is like tethered to him, yeah. right? It's like it's it's like attached. So if it's going to reach him, it's got to go through the ceiling.
1: Yeah. One one question I have for you guys: Do you want them to reshoot this scene again in a year?
0: If they cast someone else, if not, it's perfect, leave it. Yeah.
1: Then just pick up right after he gets zapped?
0: Well, because the way they did it, he, there are no Arrow characters involved. It's yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: that's why I mean, like, I want them to keep it just like it is, and then we pick up right after.
0: Right. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect is how they did it. So okay. I totally, I'm quite honestly, and I tweeted this, uh, The it was either the night after or the night of the episode, I, I honestly think that this scene right here, the origin of Flash in live action, is probably my favorite live action interpretation of a superhero's origin. It looked exactly
1: like cool. it did in the comics. I will, I will give you that. It looked exactly like the original Silver Age origin.
2: Yeah. But this is the thing. We haven't seen a live action origin or a transformation.
1: Yeah, you're right. A DC character yeah, you're right. Topics. We've never seen one for Flash. We've never seen one.
0: Well, we have in the live action series in the 90s.
2: Yes, but we've never seen one when they have good effects now. Right. Yeah. Because even, I mean, you could maybe argue Hal Jordan, but that was him getting a ring.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, well and and even that, it's exactly out of the comic, and, too. And, yeah.
1: And, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I have a real feeling that of all the scenes that Jeff Johns looked over, this is the one that he looked over more than any others. had Or had control over.
2: Oh, oh I agree. Because
1: because What I loved about it, too, is it didn't look like an Arrow scene.
2: No. And that was the point. I mean, that's really what it was.
1: And I love the red, yellow, and white. The the thing is going through. Well, Jeff
2: John said, I don't know if you guys were the ones that told me that, but they're using a new technology to do some of the speed effects. To really make it its own thing. That's so I, I, they were very. I mean, Jeff Johns was very concerned and focused on making sure it's a very unique thing that you, we really haven't seen before. Do
1: you want Arrow and Arrow and um, Flash to be on the same night next year? Yeah,
2: I don't see why not. I think that's the idea.
1: Yeah, I think that would have helped. Once upon a time, and once upon a time in Wonderland, Dan.
0: But you know what, though? Even like, if you put The Flash like, on the same night as Supernatural, that would be okay?
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, you, and you could put Tomorrow People with Vampire Diaries.
0: Or keep Tomorrow People with Arrow if yeah. you put... Well, super- well,
2: I mean,
1: Tomorrow yeah. People with Vampire Diaries I think would work, Dan. Don't you? Because then two totally different Yeah, shows. it
2: depends on if this 100 thing takes off that they're coming out with. Yeah. January 'cause January, because tomorrow people got
1: Cause a lo- pushed back to March. Because compared to last year, a lot more CW shows have like been yeah. picked up and actually stayed the course. Like Rain. I,
2: I, I think did. they're trying to get rid of um, Beauty and the Beast.
1: And then Kristen Kirk will play another person like that. Um, I, r- I really right. wish that she played the Huntress. I think that would have been awesome if she could have done that.
2: Yeah. I think if it was this season, okay... I think it would have been too soon to Smallville if I was to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. But overall, guys, Flash, Origin, all thumbs up?
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was very excited. I mean, that's one of my favorite characters. And again, that was probably one of the best Origin moments I've seen on television. I don't want to take too
1: much much time with this because I don't want to take too much time, obviously. But what do you want the suit to look like?
0: I don't want it to be bulky like the '90s show, but I don't want it to be just clothes like Smallville.
1: But do you think they could do the armor?
0: I I uh, I don't know. I but, think you'd almost have to go fabric.
1: Because I know you're not gonna like yeah. this, Michael, and I know I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. Dan. I really think they should do kind of like a Smallville thing and have like a sweater with the symbol on it.
2: Can the costume adapt as it goes?
1: And that's uh, that's actually a good point. Like Originally, I think it should be just the symbol on a sweater. And then it can evolve to something else. Like, I think he's
2: going to have to have a mask, though, with the stinky he made. About Oliver having a mask.
3: Well, yeah. well,
2: That's the only thing.
1: Well, again, there there are ways you can go around it. There, are people, But I'm just saying, Flash looks great on page and on animation. But that suit, like live-action... Do you think right. you'll
0: get laughed at? The only problem about making it a fabric or a suit that's just like a hoodie is that they've established that the way Flash runs with the speed force, the friction would cause his clothes to burn up.
2: Yeah. I think it's going to be like a like a a, a bulkier like under armor kind of thing. Yeah.
1: That that's the one suit that I'm really concerned about because, again, that, that suit isn't forgiving live action. Not that I hated John Wesley's sh- ship splash, but looking at that that now looks rather silly.
2: I'm thinking they're gonna get something uh, uh, like they use for the material on like like Melinda May's outfit on Agents of Shield.
0: That
1: would
2: be interesting, yeah, Corey, or some of the stuff that they use for the Captain America outfits.
1: I'm, I'm, not overreact- overreacting for, with this kind of like suit thing, am I? Just
2: because? No, it's you're right to be a concern about it because, you know, I think a lot of the Arrow fans are going to be interested in this show, right. yeah. especially the ones that aren't with the comic books. And, and no, and no, this is not, and
1: no, this is not artistic license for him to wear a dull, a, a metal doughboys boys helmet.
2: No. I, I think there'll be a joke about it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, um. Okay, we already talked flashbacks. Blood Rush Part Six. N- nothing really here, Michael. I know. Got
0: to. Got to finish it up. EBR dancing was funny. That was funny.
1: In my favorite blouse ever.
0: Now, and I'm yeah. still kind of wondering where in the series this takes place. Off screen, though. Well, well, we saw it on screen, so I don't know about that. But but it has to take place before Barry Allen even gets a Starling.
2: I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it was a while back. I think it was like when part one first aired.
1: I have, I have no comment on this because I was never not a huge fan of this. Michael was. So I, I pretty much say no comment.
2: I think it would be better if it was all together. Yeah. It
1: probably
0: will be parts. on the DVD in Blue. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if I'd say I'm a huge fan of it, but it is an Arrow thing in live action that we should be covering if we're an Arrow
2: podcast. Yeah, Well, and, and it's it's a good thing that they did this because it shows that their sponsors have a lot of faith in the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you've got your sponsors having faith in the show to this degree, that they want to use the actors, that's a very good sign. For the show security. That's absolutely, and and that's why we have so much Microsoft
1: stuff on Warner Brothers
2: shoes. Right, right, Greg. I mean, I'm seeing trailers go around the time of 2015. Arrow, world's finest, preview events. You know. I hope so. Yeah. Let's go.
1: See, so you've cast Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman, you've casted Flash, you've casted Green Arrow, you've casted Batman, Superman. Just do, just do Justice League out of the gate. Not that I don't want to see a Man of Steel sequel, I do, but just do Justice League right out of the gate.
0: Well, I, I I, have a feeling World's Finest really is Justice League. They're just not telling us yet. Which,
1: I, which I'll say, uh, this is the first time I've said this anywhere, I'm fine with it.
0: I am too, actually. I didn't think I would be, and the more I
2: think about it, the more I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you want to? Why
2: are you gonna? Well, yeah, I guess you'll have the development. Well, and because you can... you've got these three and guys just... already, actually. and
1: you can do the development later of each character.
0: Right. Give them movies afterwards, depending on which
2: characters the fans like. And or at if this it's, point, if it's even a Mel and Gustin... You've got all your character development.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and that, and you know what? Free marketing for the shows when they debut. Or, or for the DVD.
0: The development with Superman and Man of Steel. And it's not like we didn't get development for however many years the Nolan trilogy took over with Batman. I mean, at the core, right. they're the same characters. So even if they're different actors or different universes,
2: you still have that in your back pocket. Michael, if Batman's on the screen, people are going to go see Batman.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah I think that's a, a poor kind of conclusion. And...
2: As long as it doesn't look like Batman and Robin, you're fine.
1: Yeah. And to me, and to me, I I think I think that the villain that they should do is most like going to be Brainiac.
0: Coming out of Man of Steel, that makes the most sense. I'd yeah. still like Darkseid, but I I have a feeling it would be Brainiac. It's too I would
2: soon like for it if Rosso I'd like it if was somehow associated. That'd be. If or... if, if it's going to be a Mel, they need to do it. I think.
1: Y- yeah. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to Mongol.
2: I would not be opposed to Mongol either. Yeah. Well, I think the audience have been waiting for Brainiac though for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because Superman fans have them. Well I mean
1: if you're gonna make if you're gonna bridge this with Man of Steel, I think it has to be Brainiac.
2: But again, a lot of people might want to see Alex Luther.
1: Cumberbatch, I have your number. Let's play Brainiac, shall
2: we? It's brainiac? Yeah. Yeah. Could, I would not.
0: He could do it. He could do it. I would not mind at all. Yeah. Not Not after seeing The Hobbit and Star Trek Into Darkness. I'm I'm totally up with that. Didn't we say somebody else too? I wanted Michael.
2: I wanted monsters, but again, to happen.
0: We, I feel like we did say someone else, Dan. I just don't. Well, remember. we
2: did say John Noble, but then I think we ultimately decided he was too old to do a movie.
1: And, right. then I, and you uh, I, I, and I want an active brainiac too. But yeah. let's go to the DC Universe Easter eggs. But what I'll say about this, like, close-up of the flesh, you've got everything here. Let's just do Justice League. That's what people want. And really, that's what you should do. This late in the game with Avengers, that's what you need to do is JLA.
2: Yeah. I just don't want the movie to be rushed. That's all. I just want it to be done right. Well,
1: I think with Star Wars, I don't think you have any problems there. Dan. I think That is where the rushing is going
0: Retort. Here's the thing: yeah. Even if Justice League is a little rushed, a little rushed, I I don't I really don't think it's gonna hurt it a whole lot because no, it's gonna, I don't think so either. It's gonna be all your favorite characters on screen, and you know, know.
1: And you Chargers. know what? You do? One of the things that the modern movie audiences don't like is staying with one character too soon.
2: Right. And then, but I mean, I just think this is the biggest superhero movie of all time. Yeah. Because it's got to be done right. Right. Yeah. Because these characters are iconic. This is the foundation of why we have superheroes. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the weight of this film, in terms of everything, is huge. I agree. Because there would be no Avengers, there would be no Avengers movie. There would be no comic book industry without the
1: Justice League of America.
2: Right. God, a lot of people forget that. Yes. Right. But that's the Truth. True.
1: Julie Schwartz. Julie Schwartz's legacy is the Justice League of America.
0: Yeah, and Dan, we even talked
2: about that on our last DC Nation.
1: Well, without them, there would be no Fantastic Four. There would be well, no X Men. There would be no Avengers.
2: God, even um, Stanley himself has said that. Yeah,
1: I mean,
2: you he, know, God, that's the thing. Jim Lee worked on X Men too.
0: Yeah, and now he's so, can- just like
2: right. That's cut what cut I'm saying.
1: And really, you've got the Justice League right here, except for Green Lantern. And I know we love Martian Manhunter, but I doubt that he's going to be there.
0: If it is an alien thing, it's possible. But seeing as how Brainiac's more technology based, it's probably Cyborg.
1: And more based towards Kal anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you can introduce more people later.
0: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. wouldn't mind Justice League Two coming. Two or three or maybe four years down the road afterwards. Yeah, so,
2: I wouldn't mind a Teen Titans movie. Well, yeah, well, okay. I don't think that'll ever happen. <laughs> Roy and Thea fans, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think more likely we'll see a TV show of that than a movie. But anyway, DC Easter Egg. Sorry that we went on a little tangent there, but it fit. It wasn't a tangent yeah. because it fit with, within this story.
2: It was worth it, darn it.
1: Yeah, it was worth it. Okay, we uh, already talked about the poems.
2: Yes,
0: we already talked about both uh, the Solomon Grundy poem and the, chemi- the white chemicals that go on um, Solomon Grundy's fate, so that's that's kind of his origin right there. For those of you who want to know, you can go back and watch the episode again or look on his Wikipedia page. I'm sure you Martin, can find more. I Martin. want fans, too. Yes. Um, Solomon Grundy want fans, too. Yes. Next Easter egg, Linda Park is the reporter reporting in Central City on the particle accelerator. Now Dan, do you want to share who this is because That
2: is Wally West's girlfriend eventual wife. Yes. So that, the fact that she's that, there makes no sense.
0: Right.
1: I think that was just a little nod for Jeff Jones.
0: I I would have rather yeah. Iris, but I think they were afraid to cast Iris because of the Flash show.
2: Or they could have just made this the new 52 reporter. I wish cut, be, I wish very stuff. I
1: wish very very I wish Barry was related to Jay Garrick in this universe.
2: I wouldn't count Jay Garrick showing up on that show out in the future. Well,
1: because their their backstories are kind of similar in terms of their jobs,
2: and only one man should play that role. I agree.
0: John
1: Wesley Shipp. Yes, and he's still in good shape.
0: I yep yep yeah. He used to be Barry's mentor. Yeah, um, say.
1: And, and Barry mentioned his girlfriend, like a woman that he loved, that he re- didn't really love him back. I think we're probably gonna see that on, on the Flash show, because that is yeah. a reference to the New Fifty Two thing, isn't that, isn't that so? Was
2: that a reference to Iris there, Michael? I believe so. Because
1: I don't think he's talking yeah. about Felicity when he and Felicity are talking. No. Like Barry is like that kind of guy where, where um, if he likes you, he's gonna say he likes you to
0: yeah, I. I, so I hope, beat around the bush. Yeah. I hope it was a reference, Iris, because I think Iris is probably my favorite um, superhero girlfriend character.
1: Even more so than most yes. Lancer.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, okay. Um, again, again, I I love this reference, but but it wasn't really a reference. Him being late to things again. Yes. I love that. Yes. Just because of all people to be late to anything. Um. <laughs>
2: this guy <laughs> yeah But see, say I, I see why he's always late because look what happened when he was on time exactly yeah yeah uh,
0: anyway moving forward we have the big belly burger mentioned again we of course have de- full-on death stroke at the end of the episode which in and of itself is an easter egg which
1: we've been waiting for for about a year and a half thank you very much
0: yeah uh we 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 got a mention on the news channel of starlab ceo garrison wells which yeah. the, isn't that a comic inter- book writer uh, no, he's actually a comic book character. Yes, okay. he he is actually the Star Lab or the CEO of Star Labs in the comics.
1: I want to see a meeting between him, Oliver Queen, and Ted Cord.
0: That would be very awesome. That would be neat. Um, and finally, we have Hilton's lucky number. This episode, apparently, from what I've read, marks Hilton's thirteenth appearance on the show. Ah, uh, which, which uh... is very interesting because. This character is actually a comic book character yep. who appeared in Green Arrow Black Canary for 13, 13. views. And he gets killed in issue 13. Jeff right. Johns,
1: Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns.
0: So that, that, that was very interesting that they did uh, 13 appearances both in the comics and on the show. I liked that a lot.
1: Yeah, nice continuity, Jeff Johns.
0: Yeah, that was very cool. So, Well, um, that would be Andrew Cressberg and Mark Guggenheim, to be honest, because they were the ones who wrote that book.
1: Oh, oh, okay, uh, that makes sense, that makes sense. But still, good on you, good on you. Um, we have, Um, we're going to go into Andy's thoughts, yes? Before we get well, into Twitter's uh, thoughts? Well,
2: real quick, I wanted to say, I, I love the Big Belly Burger reference again. Yeah. yeah. That's that other Easter egg. That is actually in the comics. Yes. Yeah. If you guys haven't brought that up. Yes. God, I wish they would open up a Big Belly Burger.
1: And that the logo still looks, the colors that they use for Big Belly Burger still remind me of Fat Burger. Yes. Good burger. I think they
2: should open a big belly burger. I do too. Yeah. Come on, just just do it. I mean, Oh come on! Starbucks has
1: butter beers now, but we can't have a big belly burger.
2: Great. Yeah. Well, and that's because Jeff Johns likes In-N-Out Burger.
0: Yeah.
2: He told me that when I met him. That's awesome. And Jeff he and he likes thin-cut fries, not thick fries. Je-
1: Je- Jeff Johns is a is a great guy. Very shy, though. Every time I've seen him, yes. he's also very very shy.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think we are doing Andy's thoughts this week because I, he did not send them in, but Dan, do you know where we can hear his thoughts on this week's episode?
2: Yeah. Andy is doing a flash podcast on this episode, which you can access through our Twitter and got his Twitter at flash podcast.
1: Yes. Very lucky and, to get that and name. And just
2: search the flash podcast.
1: Very lucky to get that name. Thank you very much.
2: Um, and I don't know when that episode's coming out. It may I, have already been released. I think it's already out. I think
1: I saw it on our um, on our feed for our social networks. It's and he
2: also did an episode on the, fir- on the first episode, which I'm on with him.
1: Yes. Um. Let's go into Twitter's thoughts.
0: Yes, absolutely. Let's. First off, we have Jules who said, pleased, pleased. Set up the second half of the season very nicely. We have Verdan Arrow saying the writers did a very good job. Of putting arrow into the familiar tropes of a Christmas Carol, enjoyed it a lot. I really liked the Barry Oliver interactions, though they were too short. I can see that. I can see them warming up to each other too, and I loved the ghost last ghost scene. Tracy Davis said loved it. Lauren from TVA after said the stunt work of Diggle and Oliver descending down buildings was pretty sweet. This episode, going to watch it.
1: We love you, Lauren. (laughs)
0: Yes, okay. going, to, going to watch it again since I missed the big reveal for a bit concerning Brother Blood. Uh, Phil Brady said, wow, Slade alive and going after Oliver. Looks like Barry is getting his power now. Chris, Christopher Weitrek, who designed our logo, said, back in a flash, season finale is going to be an epic fight. Uh, yes. Anthony Audi said, so good. Hope Cyrus had his body thrown into a swamp. Yes. Uh, and, t-
1: and just and just when that happens, we'll just hear an announcer go. Meanwhile, at the Legion of
3: Doom.
0: Now this is interesting. Yes. We actually have one here that um is a little more negative, but that's okay because we welcome everyone's opinion. Tim yeah. Work who said not a fan, prefer the older bearded Oliver Queen. I guess I'm a Green Arrow purist. I don't know if you'd necessarily be considered purist, but I do respect that because I do like that version of Oliver a lot too. Yeah. Um, Dustin Stauffer said, very good. We got Slade, Grundy, and the birth of the flag. Oh, and we got Green Arrow in a mask. Maddie said, was amazing from start to finish. Big villain reveals and awesome detailed origins. Loved all. Total geek fest. And finally, Lauren also sends in something else where she says, I was surprised how soon Slade showed up in the present day Starling City. I thought it'd be towards the end of the season. And actually, I do have one more thing that I favorited on our podcast account because I did want to read this on air. Stephen Amell said, "I swear to God, we are just getting started." Go oh boy! Yeah. So if that if that's what he's saying after this, after this, holy I, crap! Yeah, I'd, yeah.
3: I mean,
2: you know, I,
1: what? I mean, Michael, Michael, and I, Michael and I, couldn't have called how great this series would be in its second year.
2: Okay, it's taken off and I mean it hasn't shown any signs. I think that's very
1: very fair to say Michael Like when you and I first started this we had no idea we knew it was going to be good but we didn't know it was going to be this good
0: I mean we had ideas for what we wanted to happen and what we thought would happen and for some of those ideas they came true but for others it was like wow our minds have blown
1: because quite honestly and I'm going to say this no disrespect to Smallville fans or Smallville in general there were a lot of times Smallville let me down I i I'm Yeah, I just uh,
2: wouldn't quite get there. I don't yeah, know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm
3: not
1: I've not gotten that feeling with this show at all.
2: I agree. I've not agreed oh, no. I'm not
1: agreed with everything, but I've not been let down.
2: But I think that's given me lower expectations. Yeah. Because I have been disappointed. Yeah. Um, but then they surpassed them a lot of the time.
1: Do you think um before we say our thank yous and goodbyes, one thing I wanted to touch on and this is mainly for Dan and Michael. Do you do you do you guys wish there w- would have been some reference to Ferris Air or Hal Jordan?
0: We did get Ferris Air last season with the Odyssey. Yeah. But do you Great.
1: wish there was another one here? Just because, I, I,
2: just because Barry you know, is
1: so close to Hal Jordan.
2: But the thing of it is they haven't really established that in the comic books anymore. It's not there.
1: I'm just saying the one final it's, piece of Justice League that we've gotten now is... Yeah, Hal. Uh, and looking at how everybody's been cast, I don't think um, Ryan Reynolds Hal fits into this mold. I just don't. well,
0: I think he could still fit. I just don't know if he would do it. Um, because that's the thing. Like Barry Allen looks so much
1: younger than how Trend.
2: That's that's true.
1: Like, and 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 Michael, I know you're like a co- kind of a kind of a comic book purist about this. Flash and Green, um, not Green, Green Lantern should be the same age.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: And like, it looks like it looks like how could be like Barry's <laughs> uncle and this uh, uncle if they're still using um
2: right Well, now. if he's Oliver's age, wait, it'd be okay.
1: Yeah, but but I want, I mean, this is one of those minute things that I like, because I like um, Barry Ellen and Barry Ellen and Hal Jordan to be the same age, like Wally West and like Kyle Rayner. I think. Yeah, it is Kyle Rayner.
0: I I mean, I don't mind Hal being older and being more like Oliver's age. I don't mind it. I would prefer the other, but that's, I honestly, it wouldn't bother me that much if we got to see them all on screen together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But we need, we need to see some thank yous. We can discuss this a little bit more in the spoilers, I think. There's not many spoilers, so we can discuss it there. We have a Facebook. We have a Google Plus page. Dan's Twitter is at Across Airwaves. That is, there's no that. It's just at Across Airwaves. My personal Twitter is at WSK9002 at WSK9002 Michaels is at MJPetty7 that is at MJPetty7 our official Across the Airwaves website is acrosstheairwaves.com and if you buy anything off of iTunes books, movies, TV shows music, podcasts, apps please click the link if you're going to buy something off of iTunes if you do that we get a cut of it our email is Across the airwaves at gmail.com. That is across the airwaves at gmail.com. Please specify longbow hunters if you want your email read on the show. We will read it if you specify longbow hunters. Speaking of specifying, yes. there's another there's another way you can contact us. Oh, our voicemail at across the airwaves. Please specify longbow hunters if you want that read on the air. It's one seven seven seven. It's one seven seven three eight zero nine three three six. Six three. That's one seven seven three eight zero nine thirty three sixty three. Um, t- thank you, Christopher Weidrick, for designing our logo. Again, I don't think I'm missing anything. I, I, am I, Michael?
0: No. Although I will say this, I don't think we were going to do a spoiler section for this episode. Uh, mainly because I have to go because I have finals this week and I've been studying yeah. and I need to continue doing that. And it'll be easier for me to edit this. I do want to apologize to our listeners. The fact that this episode will be will take so long to get out, I'm actually not going to be able to get it out the day of recording, which is actually a day later than it's normally released, due to finals. So I will be getting out it before the end of the week for sure. But I do want to apologize in advance for the length of this episode. Although, since we do have a break and there is not another episode, I think you can give me a pass, especially during the holiday season. And so plus, thanks.
1: And plus, there was a lot of stuff in this episode. Yes. A lot of stuff. So yeah, that's and I'm why the long I'm, length.
0: sorry guys yeah and I'm gonna have to do a decent amount of editing anyway and I'm gonna do that all after I finish finals after Thursday so yeah. so so much guys for being patient with me on that I really appreciate it thank you Dan and Wu for sure for schooling and being patient with me as well I, I appreciate that a lot um no but problem. no I don't think we've, we've missed anything I definitely do want to say listeners. Merry Christmas! Happy New Year! We'll see you in 2014. We cannot
2: wait for Arador. Yes. Thank you. And Thanks for having me, you guys. Thank you, Mr. Dan Schmidt.
1: Thank you, Nico Virchick. Thank you, Andy Babat. Of course. And we will see you all in 2014,
3: 2014 for a, a, a wonderful second half. Of Arrow. See you guys later. You
1: thanks, later. guys. My see you guys. Rises, and though I Point that I must emphasize is You won't get a
3: sniff without me
2: So prepare for the cool of the century Be prepared for the murkiest scam. Meticulous planning